0: From the Comedy Zone at the NC Music Factory in Charlotte, North Carolina, this is the Comedy Zone Podcast.
1: Find us on Twitter at the CZ Podcast and email us at ComedyZonePodcast at gmail.com.
0: Now, your hosts, Will Jacobs and Spencer Taylor. Welcome back to the Comedy Zone podcast. Uh, like I alluded to before, we went to the break. We're sitting here with the amazing Rachel Feinstein. Welcome. Welcome. I
2: like your soft, slow jam voice. Is that yeah. what I have? See, it's the
3: morning <laughs> time. You got it right yeah, now. It's the
0: morning. My voice. It. Yeah, it's velvety. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like uh, uh, Cinderella. Like it's my like voice, butter. Yeah, that my voice changes at noon. Like that's <laughs> the glass slipper comes off this thing. So that's why we tape it in the morning because at noon I'm like, well, why is it I'm Like I just very messed up. Uh, so <laughs> welcome to the to the podcast. Welcome to Charlotte. You you doing uh, shows here this weekend? Yes. Uh, have you been here? Is this your first time here? You've been no.
2: Here um, I've been here a couple times, but this is my second time I think here at uh, the Comedy Zone here. But it's everybody's really nice to me it's nice yeah how, how yeah, fine?
0: how would these crowds differ than new york and some other have you noticed differences in maybe southern crowds or
2: you know it's weird because you sometimes and there's definitely places i go and they just like look at me like i'm a suspicious confusing <laughs> whore and, and then i feel really judged <laughs> and then other places and they'll be like the most welcoming crowd ever but you really can't trace it to like southern and northern or eastern yeah because i mean it's just, it's just like weird. This really? Set.
3: You can't, you can't, there's no tracing of it? Like, I mean, because. Not
2: fully. I mean, the crowds last night were amazing. Yeah. You saw them. They yeah, were great. They were you great. had a great set. Thank yeah, you. and Thank um, you so much. The crowds were s- ridiculous. Yeah. They were just like fun. And I mean, they were drunk, but you could, they didn't give a shit. You could say anything to them and nobody was like heckling them and they were up for whatever. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's hard to say where that's going to happen and where it's not, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, that's, well, i I tell you one thing I really enjoy about uh, your performance is you take on a bunch of different voices and personas when you're on stage. Like one minute you could be impersonating your mother and the next minute you could be impersonating T.I. or Snoop Dogg. Like it, it just doesn't – you range all <laughs> over the place. Uh, th- has that always been like that? Have you always been kind of good at impersonating different
2: – Yeah, I always liked Im- imitating people's voices. When I was a kid, uh, um, I would uh- – I just liked listening to people's affectations and the way they spoke or it's an odd like word choice they used or something. And I try to imitate them. And like a lot of comics, I think I was probably doing like so badly in school and other areas of my <laughs> life that I was like, oh, I can get attention, some sort of positive attention this way. And I think a lot of comics say that, you know, mm-hmm. there's yeah, some cocktail of despair in your childhood. And, <laughs> yeah. An innate ability to do comedy. <laughs> now that
0: now that led into because I saw where you uh, did a voice for Grand Theft Auto.
2: You yes. were on the video. Mm-hmm.
0: That yeah. is the coolest. That, like, that's the coolest thing in the world to me. What who did you play? Yeah. Are you
2: allowed we to say g-
3: who you were? Yeah, we mean, got a bet on I this.
2: Honestly. Yeah, we had a bet got to on, who bet you on you were. I don't know. I don't really? remember. What I do don't know? remember. Yeah. <laughs> I never listened to the game. I don't never know. you played
3: Grand Theft Auto? I've
2: never played Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, but it's I- like I should because I had people on the street ask me about that. It's always the thing that you think nobody's gonna like. I didn't know. I mean it was a popular game, but it was like bananas after that. Everybody was writing to me through my website about it, and I was getting all these tweets about it, I get, you know, because the games are so ridiculously oh, popular, I guess. Scary. But I just, when I did it, I didn't think that that was going to be the thing. I probably had done some other, like, yeah, it probably arrived for my half-hour special on Comedy Central. And, yeah, <laughs> nobody brought that up, but everyone was like, Grand Theft Auto, holy shit, <laughs> you know? I um, got a whole
0: new fan base from that. I, do,
2: I think I played, uh, I'm not positive, but I think it was, like, a, a newscaster or something, like this, mm. like, like, kind of, like, liberal sort of like Janine Garofalo type okay. newscaster person. Yeah. Yeah. They like some kind of, but I think I might've done another voice on it too. It was like it, Bobby Kelly, mm-hmm. um, a comic Robert Kelly uh, oh, yeah. called me up and he was like, Hey uh, dummy. Yeah, that's how they all talk yeah. to each other in New York. And just, Hey dumb, dumb, you want to do this thing? And I was like, sure. Yeah. And then he's like, I yeah, a guy's going to call you tomorrow. Ugh, you annoy me or something. Yeah. <laughs> that's how they do something nice. Yeah. But him and Keith Robinson. Yeah. It's oh, like, wow. Hey stupid. <laughs> yeah, I got some work for you, you goddamn idiot. And then they'll give you something really cool. Yeah. So Bobby just called me. I'm like, oh, Grand Theft Auto. That's cool. You know, and then the guy called me and it was like the hottest day of the year in New York. Like it was like, and um, the there was no AC in the building Ooh. and it was like a hundred, like it was crazy. And I was in one of those little sound booths. Ooh. I was in there with him for like two hours, like sweating so much. And I, and they were just like letting me do anything, but giving me no direction. So I didn't know if I was like wildly mm-hmm. failing and bombing and they were horrified by me or they were like delighted with everything I was doing you know this it's like the most confusing person to read that just watches you and you're like am am i delighting you or horrifying you right now i can't tell (laughs) like half
0: my audiences yeah exactly where they
2: just look at you with that sort of like vaguely pleasant expression and you're like i'd rather you almost be furious or yeah but um (laughs) but yeah then when i left um he was really nice. Like, he brought, he's like, oh, great job. And I'm like, I needed that expression, like an hour. But, but, uh, yeah, so um, it was cool to do. But that's how it happened. And apparently, yeah. you
3: killed it because uh, pretty popular. Everybody reaching out to you through Twitter and stuff about they it. They just
2: find out anybody that's on the game, and everybody goes, you know, it's like, it's like the same thing with Venture Brothers. And people are so obsessed with that show. Yeah. And after I did it, that was the same thing. People were like, "Like, did you know that and they have these very specific like questions about the plot and the creation of Venture Brothers? I'm like, I have no information for you, I'm completely <laughs> useless. Yeah. <laughs> so what
0: was it I mean cause you've done a lot of a lot of cool stuff what would you say has been one of the coolest experiences uh, you've had I mean aside from the podcast today that's gotta be top three
2: yeah this is it <laughs> yeah I've uh, arrived oh yeah that's that's how I <laughs> felt this when you... is I am show business that's oh, what you yeah. should call this by the way I
0: should call it we should call it show business
2: I am sh- yeah show business the business of show <laughs>
0: Brian let's switch the name up we're going the, the business of show for next week it's done yeah as, yes if Rachel <laughs> what is, says what it, is, that's is what this doing. called this is
3: the comedy's Old podcast very very generic very generic brand here. Hey, you
2: guys, come on. <laughs> How about something a little edgier like get off my dick or something? Ooh, yeah. I like that. I'm down. I've been saying that for
0: years. Done. That really could
2: done. be the Comedy Zone podcast. Get off my <laughs> dick.
3: This Yo. is the business of show. The
0: business of show. <laughs> now get off my dick.
2: Yeah. Marty get, get Off My Dick. Backslash Get Off My Dick. Business of Show, Backslash, Get Off My Dick. That's backslash your new title. Backslash get yeah. off my dick. So you you worked with Shaq. I uh, a lot of time with Shaq. I'm a huge NBA Shaq fan, attack. so that's like what what was that like he's exactly like you would imagine he's like the most fun person in the world yeah and he's like silly and he just wants to talk to everybody in public everywhere like he can't nobody has a story of going up to Shaq and Shaq not talking back to them like yeah and if people aren't talking to him he starts to speak to them yeah he's just fun and silly and ridiculous yeah he would let me take his phone and, like, I, I was always trying to take his phone and play, like, text roulette with it. I'm like, can I text, like, Barkley or whatever? Oh. You know? And, uh, and you like, awesome. all right, Rach, I'm giving you 10 seconds. Um, yeah, he, he would always call me the Jewish nigga Minaj. That's how he'd bring me up. <laughs> He br- we'd open the show like that, and they'd be like, "You you say that every time. You've got to call her something different." He's like, "No, she's the Jewish nigga man." <laughs> but yeah, he gave me his phone, and I just like text Barkley like really embarrassing shit. Like I'd just be like, "I'm feeling really frightened right now." Uh, <laughs> just, like, real, a lot of gentle texts to Barkley, just like. Would you ever want to go to Pottery Barn with me? I feel like we don't spend enough time together on the weekends, you know? <laughs> and Barkley would write back, like, I, oh, I think, what do you he write? He's like, I'd rather get a pedicure with Dwight Howard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> They're always like nailing Dwight Howard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, every once in a while, like, we just be in the middle of like a meal. Shaq loves hookah bars. So we go to hookah bars at lunch and we just be sitting around and he like eats at some hookah bar and then, um, We'd be sitting there, and all of a sudden, like out of the blue, we'd just be like, "Dwight Howard's a bitch." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "Wait, we weren't even talking about Dwight Howard. Shaq. Really
0: it." right now. I'm picturing Shaq at a hookah bar. Like I'm, I'm picturing like with every puff, he needs a new coal. Like you can't. <laughs> that man's guy. Got, he's got to have deep lungs. Like he must be awful to go to hookah he's, with. He's like, cleared it. We needed twenty coals to hang out with Shaq he's, at the hookah he's,
2: bar. He's so insane. It's like you can't. I, you cannot picture like being next to him. It makes you feel like the most tiny, delicate woman in the world. Yeah. Like he's and- his shoe, like they, I thought it was like a prop when I first came in there. I'm like, oh, what's that for like, it's like some sort of a monster on the, yeah. I had no idea. And then I was like, that's Shaq's foot. It, he just makes everybody, he makes men seem like so useless next to If I was a man, I would never <laughs> want to stand next to him. He no. makes them just seem so pointless and dainty next to him. There was like a showrunner on the show. And whenever he tells Shaq to do something he didn't want to do, the guy would be like, hey, Shaq, say this. And he'd be like, that's corny,
3: Greg. I'm not saying that.
2: <laughs> and then uh, he'd be like, oh, come on, Shaq. And he'd come over. And he was like, you know, one of the executive producers of the show. And whenever Shaq would get annoyed with him, he would just pick him up like a baby and hold his dumb body in the air. Oh, he'd be like, Greg, do you want me to pick you up infant style? I'm going to pick you up infant style. I'm not doing that, Greg. You want me to pick you up like an infant? And he'd be like, Gre- no, Shaq, just please. And then he'd just pick him up and hold his dumb man body in the air like right. his stupid legs were dangling, you know? He, the, the director wore this little Dodgers cap and he tucked his ears in it and that like annoyed Shax would be like,
3: <laughs> untuck your ears from your dumb Dodgers cap. I'm going to
2: pick <laughs> you up like a baby that was his threat to everything <laughs> i'm gonna
3: pick you up like a
2: dog and he baby. would he just hold men in the air and then that was their punishment just being held like gently held for a while it was such a dumb thing but it was so hilarious you so know?
0: so as a, as a comedian interacting with shaq like that because the thing that strikes me about shaq is like when i see him on television and stuff shaq strikes me as the kind of person where however funny shaq actually is he thinks it's plus five <laughs> Like Shaq's yeah. been told he's really funny. Like I, like I, when I see him, I'm like a lot of people told Shaq he was funny. <laughs> well, and we so, give him <laughs> shit
2: too, though. Yeah. yeah,
0: like, cause sometimes he'll say jokes and it's like he might just take somebody's name and switch it up like what's up dorkopotamus and he just thinks that's a like
2: amazing yeah exactly. like he thinks
0: he just told like he just did george carlin's seven words like he just but we'd that. be
2: like shack that stinks That's not <laughs> that. Girl, I, yeah. I
0: just wanted like so people kept it
2: real he, he kind of likes being mocked he's one of those people that likes to be made fun of so he'd be like Rish is this funny and then he'd have like some awful riddle and I'm like well, you need to get that app off your phone that's giving you like these terrible morning riddles and I'd be like no Shaq it stinks he's like alright I hear you it stinks <laughs> Yeah, he kind of likes to be made fun of. He likes it when comedians make fun of him. So we would give him a lot of shit. You know, he'd just go through his jokes. He'd be like, how's this? And he's like, I do stink, don't I? <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's what's up. So this, so your career is taking you all over the place. And this this guy started for you. You left home at like 17 to pursue uh Uh, comedy
2: directly or what what, I moved it with this guy in his band called Dick Sister I had no plan in life yeah it was just I moved with this guy wait wait what was the name name of that band again Dick Sister Dick Sister
3: yeah Is that like Robert's sister, or I mean, like Richard's (laughs) sister? Is that is that what this was for? Just
2: Dick's sister. I mean, you're not going to find any intelligent root to the word. (laughs) Yeah. Stop looking for it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I just I had no plan in life, and I wasn't going to go to college because my grades. It wasn't even a question. I didn't even take my SATs. But um, so I just moved to New York, um, and then uh, and then he broke up with me really soon after we got there. So I was like, oh my goodness, freshly dumped by Dick's sister. Very hurtful. (laughs) And then my dad came back to get me. Like, that was one of the saddest moments of my life. Like, I told everybody I was leaving to New York. I was like, I'm going to, I was like, I'm going to go be in the business of show at the name of your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So I was like, goodbye, everyone. And I had like this vague idea that I would do comedy, but I had no plan. I was just moving in with Dick Sister. And so I like wrote in everybody's yearbook, like NYC, just some dumb shit. I thought it was like a beastie boy just because I was moving to New York. I was such an asshole, you know? Right. I was like, I'm moving to New York. Get off my dick. The other name of your podcast. Get off my dick. <laughs> and so- oh my God. Thank you so much. Thank you. I love you Mike. We just
0: Thank deliver you. mozzarella sticks to yeah. Rachel. Oh, look Everybody, at that it's for in everyone. Every morning. Damn, they fried them special for you. They don't usually Yeah,
2: look- well, you know, I'm worth it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, big deal, Shit.
0: So so yeah, so that's what happened. It was for about a guy when you yeah. when you moved up there. So that- Yes.
2: And then and then he broke up with me my dad came, he drove to New York and he in like the Feinstein grocery getter, like our dodge caravan and he like repacked me is there a sadder oh. moment in life where you've been freshly dumped oh. you just moved to new york and then he had to bring my things back to maryland because i was dumped and i wasn't allowed to stay there
0: that's the <laughs> hardest moment yeah. when dad has to come back and get you oh
2: it hurts something awful oh, i remember man. when i didn't want to go back home i had to tell everybody that's i failed
0: the no. worst yeah that's i remember that when i went to college like yeah. girls like fathers would move them in and then some of them would get pregnant and then, like, a semester later, they were moving back out. And there's no sadder scene. I don't care what you're doing in life than when dad has to come get you. Like, that's like you have failed miserably at, in your own mind, you failed miserably at whatever's going on if dad's got to come pick you up. Like, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's a rough deal. Now, your, your father, uh, a civil rights attorney, right? Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. That's interesting because my father's an attorney.
2: Really? What kind of attorney?
0: My dad was a public defender.
2: Oh, that's yeah. so cool. He that's was such a, a hard job. Where was he a public defender? He
0: was a public defender in Media, Pennsylvania, just outside of Philly. Right. Um, he was a public defender for about 15 years. And awesome. then he switched over to personal injury. So uh-huh. my dad was the guy like we get you results like my dad had like a big, <laughs> my dad had like a big, big billboard signs. yeah with like Amazing. crutches and a pile of money and he's like sitting uh, two in the thumbs middle of up me. yeah was like he, that was my dad were you
2: just like hoping to get an accident
0: did yeah you, it, 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 I actually got an accident and, uh, and I, did he hook you up oh yeah did I got you... like yeah I got like twenty thousand um, really yeah I I got in a car crash because he I, was like
2: the Better Call Saul of Pennsylvania oh yeah
0: that was my dad <laughs> I, like I'm a lawyer too uh, during the day I practice law. And uh, I remember what I was. kind of law? I do uh, contracts and personal injury. I do some Very personal impressive injury stuff. Yeah, stuff. so I remember uh, in law school, I got hit uh, by a drunk driver. I was driving the car, I got hit by one car. The car spun around a little bit, and then I got hit by a second car. And as soon as the car, uh, my car, came to a stop, uh, I called my dad. That's all I could think to do. And I said, Dad, uh, I just got in an accident. What do I do? He said, Don't move. Don't move. Go to the hospital. <laughs> Go to the hospital. Like, that was his big thing. Go to the hospital. Meanwhile, the guy sitting next to me, uh, one of my buddies from law school was in the car with me. He got out the car like, oh, I'm good, man. I'm all right. I'm I'm like, man, you need to sit your ass back down. (laughs) He's like, no, no, I'm good. So then I felt okay, but I still, I'm going to the hospital. So I sat stiff. And then the ambulance came. And the ambulance came up, and they kind of wheeled me off like one of those football players off the field. And I gave everybody the thumbs up, like the little like. I felt fine, but I still need to go to the hospital. So I went to the hospital, and I had a sprain, and then my knee was messed up a little bit. And I ended up getting about twenty some thousand. My buddy that got up and started doing jumping jacks, zero.
2: Wow. They're going to take it back from you once you hear this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You're not supposed to talk about it, jackass. Oh, I'm
0: so, oh I'm so open about it. So, like, because, you know, and, and then people tell me, oh, well, you, you know, that's kind of messed up. You screwed over. I'm like, listen, these insurance companies try to screw oh, yeah. you out of every single oh, yeah. penny. So if I can get a win, I'm going to take a win. So, you know, that's, that's how that went. But, but with your parents, Rachel, that, was that a big shock for them that you didn't want to go the, the college route or anything else, given it their background?
2: Um, I think they lost hope very, very early on, but um, they, I mean, my, everybody else in my family went to graduate school for sure. So, I mean, it, it was, it's weird because also I feel like, like I have this name, like Rachel Feinstein, it just sounds like. I think people think I'm smart because I'm sarcastic and Jewish, but yeah. I have no information, really, you know? <laughs> so I think people definitely expected, like, they expect a little more out of you. But but my parents are so liberal, like, my, you know, maybe in, in the community, like, in a larger way, you know, but you get judged more. But my, my parents are so liberal, like, they don't care at all. I mean, they're just, like, do exactly what you want to do with your life, you know? My dad's a blues wow. musician, and... Now full time, so wow. Yeah, he ended up quitting law after a while, and and they weren't do, they weren't doing um, civil. Rights. He worked for the Department of Justice, and they stopped oh, doing yeah. taking those kinds of cases once we were growing up. You know, mm-hmm. um, so you were D.C.
0: then. Yeah, oh, yeah, and okay. so
2: he. Well, we lived in Maryland. He worked in D.C. And so, um, and then once he stopped getting those cases, he was really depressed and he d- was unhappy. And mm. you know, for a lot of my childhood, he just you know he wanted to play music and he felt like he couldn't and now he does it full time so he plays piano and zydeco accordion and so I think he when I was trying to do comedy and like flailing around and like scared and not knowing what I was doing he he was I remember calling him like I don't know maybe I should just go back because I didn't stay in New York I moved back to my parents after I was dumped by Dick's sister but then I just rented a room there (laughs) you know like I was like I can't this is too embarrassing (laughs) I was like going back and forth I was like living in New York on the weekends at this rent room but then I get lonely and I come back it was very strange and I had a part-time job in Maryland yeah so it was like halfway between both both places but I really wanted to move home because I missed my friends and I was just like wildly depressed and so I remember telling him, I think I'm going to just go back and I'll go to um, community college at Montgomery College where we, you know, and mm-hmm. I had this like sort of more gelatinous plan for my life. And he was <laughs> just like, don't do that. You know, you said you wanted to do comedy. That's co- something you wow. keep talking about. So stay in New York and do it. And uh, at the time, I was just kind of like, like, fuck, why doesn't my dad want me to come home? Like, it would just <laughs> seemed very harsh, you know? <laughs> Yeah, but now yeah, I yeah, you like a little harsh. Little too supportive. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's weird. But now I'm like I think he just didn't he didn't want me to make the mistake he did of not doing what he really loved. So mm. I think he yeah, that's probably why he pushed me more. So they were pretty encouraging in that way, you know.
0: That's really cool. And I think that's that's a big uh piece for any comedian is having that family support me and john were talking about uh or jd yeah Yeah. we were talking about it earlier because we're both married Mm -hmm. and and our wives are supportive of what we do and when you have a family unit no matter how it is that supports you that's that's a big piece because this game is man like it could go yeah it's exhausting Exhausting. and it's so uncertain Mm -hmm. like when you make a move like that were you confident that okay this is gonna become Whatever is you know like I'm gonna have I'm gonna make it I'm gonna be on I keep TV. Stuffing my face. So I'm like <laughs> waiting to talk. <laughs>
3: um,
2: was like, what's the question?
0: <laughs> no, no, no. I just, Those just ask, are some good mozzarella. Sticks, I will, <laughs> yeah, I will they can throw jump. off your train of thought if you got the right. But I, no, I was just asking when you. Uh oh, we got it. Uh oh, uh oh. Oh no! Who knows no, the Heimlich? Look at Brian jumping up. Sit down, Brian.
2: <laughs> like, did you always know as I'm choking on a mozzarella stick, I'm such a pig? Wait, Will, oh. does she have a case? Uh, she she would, might have a, go, Keep would. choking. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Don't move.
0: First of all, don't move. Just stay right there.
2: Just call a <laughs> no, 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 paramedics. No, well, I'm a real fucking princess. I'm sitting here choking on mozzarella sticks. I can't wait to eat. <laughs> No, you just, guys eat too, so I don't feel like such an animal. Let's just all stuff our faces while we're talking.
0: I would, it. but I'm on my I'm on a health boot camp. I need to lose weight.
2: Shut up! Have a mozzarella I I, I mozzarella. know. I I,
0: I I'll, I'll do the believe. I'll I'll spit it back out later if I do. I don't even want to front on your mozzarella. You don't need to lose
2: weight? What are you talking about? Does he, does yeah. he have some sort of disorder? Or well,
0: that's the thing. I got married and got big. That's
3: his disorder. But
2: yeah, not, that's y- weird. Not making any sense. You're not. Overweight. I just it's I strange. I do.
0: I, you know, part of it was when I was a kid, I got made fun of for being fat.
3: Oh,
2: and I think it? I've
0: had a kind of a weight complex a little that bit. Yeah. I think that's been part of my thing. So I, I need to drop weight. Though. I I do. I I just I want to live the healthy lifestyle. I'm. I,
2: no, you don't. You're bulimic. Get hold I, of yourself, you <laughs> lunatic.
0: Coming from somebody that looks like you, who I, if you didn't know any better, you think you did a 5K every other week. So. Oh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> As she murders these mozzarella
0: sticks like murders them. <laughs> so do you work out are you into that at all or you just kind of do your thing yeah
2: i box i take this boxing class with these other comics in new york yeah really it's really fun yeah wow me and um keith robinson yeah you know him yeah philly guy they all just scream at us all the time like the comics just like make fun of each other i think the boxing instructor is like constantly horrified because everybody's such they're such animals you know (laughs) we just give each other shit all the time like i walked into the gym one day and and uh Keith just kept screaming, like, Rachel's a whore for no reason. Oh, my like he Lord. Just, Yeah, and I'm like, We're in the middle of the gym, but that's just what he says about anybody, you know, yeah. like God damn it, Marina's a whore, you know? <laughs> and so, um <laughs> and this woman was on the treadmill, like she looked just like so disgusted. Yeah, she was just staring at him, like, what's why are they in an abusive relationship with this elder, you know? <laughs> and um and then I told the and then they told the boxing instructor that I was a Puerto Rican nurse, but I didn't know that he, he that they had told him that. So, <laughs> so great. That's so great. Him and Bobby Kelly told him I was a Puerto Rican nurse. <sighs> so one day I'm like boxing with him mm-hmm. and he's like getting me, you know, like riled up or whatever. And he's like, you keep going. And then he starts going, box. He's like, West Africa. I'm not doing that impression right. But he goes, <laughs> box like you're boxing for your patients. And I'm like, what does that mean? Like my patient, like serenity? I was like, that's is interesting, like I was trying to get into it, you know? <laughs> right. And I kept doing, he's like, Box, like you boxing for your patients. And I was like, that's beautiful. you know. I'm like, why do you say that, boxing for your patients? He's like, your patients at the hospital. Like, we like, you're defending your patient." <laughs> I'm like, what patient? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> See, he's like, he told me you're a nurse. And I was like, I'm not a nurse. Goddamn it. And I'm like, what else did he say about me? He's like, he you said you're a Puerto Rican nurse. I don't know. <laughs> just making up shit. Yeah. And then I was like, I'm going the road. I told you I was on the road. He goes, I asked him about that. Why you say you're on the road? They said you're a traveling nurse. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Such a bunch of assholes. See, my only experience with boxing was, uh, I remember years ago when I was in high school, mm. I, we had decided, me and my dad, that I was going, because I enjoy boxing, I like watching it. So I said, maybe I'll give it a try, mm. you know, a little sport to get into. And the first day that I walked into the gym, I met the trainer, and he said, I think you'll be really good if you stick with it. And I said, well, why do you think that? He said, because you have a strong neck. And I said, Well, what the what does a strong neck have to do with it? He says, So when you get hit, you should've bounced right back. I yeah. said, This I think I'm done. I'm, I, I'm not a pez dispenser. Like, you're not gonna have my neck snapping the hell back. Like I'm nah, I'm good. I'm good. So that was my only experience with boxing. So kudos to you for getting no, it, there I don't, it. I
2: don't go fight in the ring, but it's an amazing workout. I mean
0: You hitting the heavy bag and all that?
2: No, yeah, and he has the mitts on and you box with him. So Okay. I mean, it's he boxed in the Olympics for Guyana. He's amazing, you know. Okay. But um but I have no desire to go in a ring and box somebody. I'm sure I'd get, like, mangled. I don't want my, yeah, my face to <laughs> come out all fucked up. I don't want that to happen. My body, just dumb body go, like, hurling through the air. I'm no, no interest at all. But
0: it's a hell of a workout, though,
2: huh? It's an amazing workout. Yeah, it's really fun. That's cool. Too. Yeah, and we just talk shit, and, you know. But, um, and it's fun to do it with the comics. Then we just all go to the cellar after and have lunch. and. So yeah. uh, the other comics like box, too? So like, Keith awesome. and
0: all them, Bobby Kelly, all these cats over yeah. right
2: there. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> Keith and Marina and um, Franklin, who's really funny, and, yeah, a bunch of us. And uh, Ryan Hamilton comes to boxing, and, yeah. Wow. Yeah, Dan Natterman sometimes. Dan Natterman. He's hilarious. (laughs) He is funny. Yeah.
3: I want to ask you about uh, working with Amy Schumer and Judd Apatow in, in that movie Trainwreck that's coming oh, out. Oh yeah, July. yeah, that
2: was really mm, fun. Yeah, yeah. That,
3: I could only imagine what it's like to work work with them. But like, you didn't have to box any of them, did you? Like, they don't work out with you there. Judd Wait, Apatow? Amy go-
2: was boxing with us, but um, but uh, at, on the movie, no, I wasn't okay. asked to box right. anyone on the, in the cast. That's one of the best Aww. questions I've ever been asked. Did you box any of the members of the cast during the movie? Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping you would say yes. <laughs>
0: This little <laughs> fantasy. Did y'all? Did they? Did you take? How <laughs> heated did it get? <laughs> <laughs> did you sweat a lot? Um. <laughs>
2: oh God. Um. It was. Uh. It was really fun. It, it was just like a blast working on it. And LeBron James is in it. And wow. So. And I, I was doing like punch up for the movie. So I'd like write things down on a piece of paper, like a little suggestion for a line, you know? Because mm-hmm. uh Apatel likes to have people like. Um, improvise and stuff you know mm. so I'd write down a little thing and then that you put it on a piece of paper and this is the way it works I guess with him and then you bring it to Apatow and hand it to him mm. and then he puts the paper down next to him and you have no idea whether he thinks it was funny or not oh. you know it's a yeah vague expression. <laughs> so the first day like I mean I'd already done my scene but then I came back to do a little writing so the first day I just like I walked up and I like and they're like yeah you, you know Amy's sister, who's a really funny writer, um, they're doing a, writing a movie together right now. Kim Carmelli. and Kim was explaining to me how it works. She's like, "You write down something on the paper and then just walk it up to him." I'm like, "That sounds like the most terrifying, <laughs> daunting thing in the world." Right. Yeah. like <laughs> handing an assignment or something. Yeah, so a few times I just do it and you just place it there and just no reaction whatsoever. I just want to like take my own life. And then, um, and then uh, he started using them. So like, it, and it was LeBron scene. So huh. that was fun. Like, yeah. So you
0: wrote jokes for LeBron.
2: A few, you know. I, oh, I mean, Amy that? wrote the movie, but you know, it was all Amy. But um, but I wrote a little. Like I got to do some, you know, like a lot of in a lot of movies, they'll have comics come in and do like punch up and add some extra lines here and there. So it was really fun to do. It was just an interesting experience, you know. And LeBron was like probably the loveliest person I've ever met. He was, really, like, so sweet and like shy and just really adorable. He was there with his whole family, and my brothers were just like frantically texting me i mean they're such assholes they're just completely obsessed with the, you know nba everything so they're just calling me like oh i couldn't imagine D- yeah they're like did he move his wrist at all <laughs> like like i was just like what do you what did you just ask me they're like did he take a yeah. sip yet like yeah they're just completely obsessed yeah um they I were just it. trying to get me to take picture they were just being really hostile and abusive trying to get me to take a picture of him you know <laughs> um but uh yeah so and and my brothers are like like they're like these Nebishy like my brother's like a nebbishy like jewish social worker <laughs> but he like punches a wall if like his team loses they're all like that oh, my, i'm in my way. family yeah,
0: yeah it's a big deal
2: he had to take like a walk and like forgive lebron when he left cleveland oh that like, was well, you don't know people. him and he's like you
0: just had a lot of anger at lebron i'm finally <laughs> ready to forgive him i'm like you're such a bitch <laughs> that's the thing about but, dudes like dudes are to like about lebron and those guys the way 16 year olds are about taylor swift yeah forget like it's it. that, that I,
2: level of when i was working with Shaq, oh forget it yeah They kept giving me these really specific questions to ask to Shaq. They'd be like, "When he was getting coached in triangle defense under Phil Jackson, did he?" You know. And so we would be at like that. We were at that hookah place, and I'm like, "Shaq, when you got coached in triangle defense, you're like," and I had this long monologues or whatever. And I kept thinking he was going to be like, "Where are you reading that?" Be like, "I'm glad you asked that, Rich." never
1: missed the beat and he always gave me like a really detailed answer my
2: brother's like what did he say and i'm like i have no idea i could never possibly like fuck you you've got to tell us i'm like i don't know i don't know
0: well you know the funny thing is rachel has to be one of the few like because because rachel's very attractive she's a beautiful woman i'll take it yeah she is is. and (laughs) but rachel has to be one of the few like beautiful known women that guys don't dream about being with her they dream about being her Like, like dudes, I'm sure like just to meet LeBron and meet those kind of people like that's every dude's like, are you kidding me? And you talk about it. So matter of fact, like I remember there was a a girl I knew in law school and she was talking about some guy trying to holler at her and whatever it is, long roundabout story was Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. and maybe he wasn't trying to holler and she mistook it or whatever but every dude that heard that was like oh my god like if you I mean could you maybe meet him again and tell him this for me <laughs> like dudes are like that. we get real irrational when it comes to sports oh like yeah that's,
2: yeah we, we don't would just hurl that. their wives at any like, like go ahead go fuck him and tell you me <laughs> <learned>. yeah <laughs> but but uh, <laughs> I'm still trying to understand if that was a compliment or an insult. Guys don't want to be with you. They well, want to be, in, what? No, no, it was a compliment. He's it, was, just yeah, it was a compliment.
3: Because, I mean, you, you're talking about, you know, you take kickboxing classes or boxing classes with all these comics and stuff. That just sounds like the ultimate dude's dream right there, um, to just go and hang out with a bunch of funny people. And then now you're working with all these athletes and stuff like that. That's all he's cu- talking about. That's all. Thanks for translating for me, J.D. That's all. That's, that's it, all I'm talking about. It. It's,
0: like, it. with, it's like that line Kanye said one time. He was like, I'm dope and I do dope shit. Right? Uh, Angela is dope and she does dope shit. But and she doesn't de- have to say it.
3: Like, no. She doesn't say that at all <laughs> cuz like just what she's saying is like is translated to dopeness.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like dudes are really not fans of I'm the she truth. She is the
2: Rachel is the truth. Well, it
0: looks like it looks like. First of all, we could talk to you. All you're fantastic. Thank you well, for coming and doing this. I thought we were just getting started.
2: Did you have another question? Uh,
0: well, I had I had a lot more questions, but I think we got to wrap it up. They got us under time constraints. Maybe next time you're in town, you can come back and see us again. That would you were. Thank fantastic. you so much, you guys. Welcome back. Comedy Zone podcast. I'm here with two super duper special guests. We got Lachlan Patterson and Joe Mackey from all over the place, but a lot of you all probably saw him on Last Comic Standing. How you guys doing?
1: Good. Pretty good. Pretty
4: Pre- <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was Canadian. What are you Joe I, I just enunciate. Oh, you just you just enunciate. Okay. A lot yeah, of people a lot of people think Lachlan's from Canada.
1: I am, I think that the Enunciating is is a Canadian. A lot of people say it's a Canadian thing. I think it's a great thing. I think people should enunciate more. There's not there's nothing at all
0: wrong with enunciating. Nothing. Yeah, I did I threw that in there for you just there. <laughs> you see what I did there? I did. That, that's right. That so it, welcome. Have you been to Charlotte before? Is this your first time in
4: Charlotte?
1: Joe and I were here for the last comic standing tour last year. Oh. At the uh, You remember the name of the theater?
4: I don't remember the name of the theater, but uh, if, you're, if you're thinking about coming to the show this weekend, uh, Lachlan's really worked on his act, so it's, <laughs> it's going to be a lot I better, than I? better than last time. <laughs>
1: I, I think I had a good set. I don't know, but... Uh,
4: that's, that's not what my notes said.
1: <laughs> you keep notes about my sets?
4: Oh, no. Damn it, man. You don't, you don't keep notes about my set?
1: I, I do, but I, I, uh, I throw them in the trash.
4: So, well, that was hurtful. You how did said you, something nice about you. You said something nice about me. Uh,
1: <laughs> so how did, this, how, did, how did you
0: two together ha- – I mean, I saw you on the show. Everybody saw you on the show, and then you struck up a friendship and said, hey, let's hit the road together. How did this come uh, about here?
1: My, my agent said, you, you need a better opener, uh, and I said, let's, "Let's give me a list of openers, mm-hmm. and, he, and Joe was somewhere near the bottom of that list.
4: And uh, that uh, the reason no one laughed there was Lachlan was making a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! <laughs>
0: I feel like I'd want to just see you two on stage together sometimes. So you all just just? We uh,
1: we're, we're we're talking about it. It's in the it's in the talk.
4: Yeah, it's in the it's in the uh, the wheelhouse. The the wheels are in motion. The wheels stuff are stuff about wheels.
1: Right now, it's just me sort of on stage and Joe behind the stage. But you know, we're hoping to get him out there. <laughs> So the- so
0: when we so when folks well, come out this weekend they'll see him and on stage and you kind of doing some stuff in the back.
4: Well, you don't want to put the, the the prime rib next to you know next to the potatoes, so that's why uh, I the prime rib stays backstage. I'm the prime rib. No, you're not.
0: I, 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 I feel like you could have two sets of prime rib. You what, you know.
1: Well, that's where we're at right now. Is we are co-headlining. We're two two prime ribs. Uh, all, jo-
4: the, all the double prime rib. <laughs>
1: No, I'm one of the prime ribs.
0: Now, are you co-headlining? Now, how does the co-headlining work? Are you doing S- this because neither of you are individually famous enough to do this?
1: No, we, uh, Joe and I, have been talking about doing this. Thank you for setting that up. So, or we're so this, famous, this this podcast is over. <laughs> Damn it, man! Yeah, that was a that was a sharp. That's a pretty sharp tongue, right there. I'm just feeding off. Of Joe. Joe set the tone. He early did set the tone
4: early.
0: So I'm just kind of flowing. I
4: come out. I come out swinging. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you'll, a,
4: s- you'll see me in the police blotter, Charlotte. Don't mess with me.
1: Well, uh, I mean, for anyone who's thinks who who is expecting something serious, we'll get the serious out of the way first. We uh, you know, we live on opposite sides of the country, and we both have the same agent. We've both wanted to work together since the tour. Mm-hmm. And so my agent and his agent have set up a sort of a prototype. This is the first ever mm-hmm. show we've ever co-headlined.
4: Seeing how it goes, so be yeah. part of the experiment.
1: Not going good so far. I've been, uh, <laughs> it's been a struggle. It's been he, a bit of a struggle. Yes, he's a very high maintenance Joe.
4: Look, Joe? I, I'm a diva. I like I like it when people carry around. Like towels to hand me right when I get off stage.
1: He he requests a towel guy. Uh, <sighs> I like a
4: towel guy. <sighs> this club doesn't have a towel guy. I don't know if you can.
1: No, we we don't.
0: I, actually, I saw your face when you came in the room, and you had to look like, ah eh, this isn't. This guy needs towels. Not, a towel. a, yeah, this, yeah, he might need a little more than this room provides at I the like moment. I like to be pampered. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I get that sense a little bit. Sent he sent back a uh, sent back a minivan, <laughs> uh, and demanded a suburban.
4: You you pick me up in a. In a minivan? This is horse.
1: Horse? He doesn't swear. Well,
4: I don't
1: swear. like to swear. Oh, so I, I was just, like, horse. Oh, like, okay. You just have to, what he does is he says the, the, the first word, and then you just have to make the swear in your head.
4: Yeah. Oh,
0: wow. That's so, a lot of work to talk to So you. it's
4: almost like your brain just swore.
0: Oh, maybe. but you don't have to say it.
1: Mm-hmm. I see. Horse.
0: Maybe I should try that. My wife's trying to get me to swear less, so maybe I'll try that. This is bull.
1: Yeah. And well, then
0: pause. And then just
4: wait for them know. to go, what the hell are you doing? We know what that means. Okay. We know what's coming. Okay. Women can
1: be such filthy. Mm. Yes, they can. Nasty. Anybody
0: here in relationships, married, on the way to married, what's the deal with you? What, what, what's going on here?
4: I just like to keep that between me and, uh, you, know, I, I, you know, I don't, yeah, I just, I hate talking about that stuff.
1: Uh, Ooh, good
4: yeah i i just like I don't know. we
1: you know what we could talk about was that we could talk i'm in i'm in i'm in a relationship but mm-hmm. uh she she uh she's um wonderful woman but uh yeah you know we we both kind of try to keep our personal life out of out of the uh the limelight mm-hmm. uh i think my woman prefers it that way i don't <laughs> she doesn't want anyone to she doesn't want anyone it's weird she doesn't have facebook she doesn't have twitter she doesn't have anything. Huh. Nothing. Nothing. Wow. Huh. Yeah. How does she
4: communicate with her friends?
1: Good old-fashioned face-to-face.
0: Wow. Huh. Well, even if we broaden it out a little bit, I mean, friendships, relationships, being touring comedians and working so much, has it been hard for you all to maintain those sorts of things?
1: you got to work a lot harder. you got to work a lot harder when you're on the road. It's a, I mean, the road has its ups and downs. What's your favorite thing about the road?
4: Uh a nice hotel fitness center mm. because you're you, you go around on, on the road and a lot of comedy club menus are not healthy and then True. you, you want to order stuff that's quick so you, you end up eating unhealthy yeah and if you ask me the worst part always the flying mm.
1: yeah the flying's terrible joe drives
4: i drove here because if it's under 10 if it's like if it's under if around 10 hours or less i'll i'll drive oh r- rather my than fly. 10
1: hours
0: where did you drive here
4: from? Uh, New York City. Oh my goodness!
1: So you're serious? It's worth it. He's, he, you know, he's got. His, I, I get it because it's like a first class seat.
4: Yeah, I got my own <laughs> seat, and I got. I can listen to the radio, and nobody is like stealing my armrest.
1: And you get the fu- you pull over, and you get the full soda can.
4: Yeah, you don't get the half soda. What is with the half soda?
1: Half soda. You know how they
4: sometimes they pour you in oh the, and they the give little you tiny. S- yeah. Yeah. And, and then they the give full. you way more ice than you need yeah and now you got a cup of ice and you're just sitting there.
0: I wonder if they do that in first. Do they do the same thing in first class or is that just a coach thing? I've never been in first class to know if they oh, do
1: something me, differently.
4: Me either. We got one first class. First, snob yeah, tell us. Lachlan, first class is the best. Oh, you get a, You
1: know how you start? You, they give you a hot towel. Damn.
4: What do you do with that? Does that? Hot t- is it really nice to have a hot towel? Oh,
1: my God. I wish. You know what? Uh, <laughs> I would love to have guests over at my house and, for dinner and give them a hot towel to start. Huh. Just to wipe their hands. and Maybe their face. Huh. Maybe, maybe a couple of Q-tips. <laughs> you know, throw, wouldn't it be great to sit down? Is that directed
4: at me? You think I don't wash my hands? Because I wash my hands.
1: <laughs> do you?
4: Yes, I have hand sanitizer right now.
1: Do, do you? <laughs> Let's see it, Joe. Joe brings. Joe has his own little kit. I
0: bring, I bring hand sanitizer. I, yes, yes.
4: Well, Lachlan, you owe me $100.
1: I don't remember making that bet.
4: Can we edit in that Lachlan bet me $100? <laughs>
1: you know this kills 99% of bacteria. What's the other one?
4: It makes it super strong. <laughs> the 0.1% <laughs> will kill us all.
0: I heard you shouldn't use it too much, though. Because eventually the chemicals in it eat away at your skin. They I, do.
4: I, I started that rumor so other people died, and then I'll be left. Oh, you put survive. that out there? Yeah. It's like, it's like a, it's ever, you ever hear someone say, don't panic? That's, that's, that's me. So while they're not panicking, I'm leaving. And panicking. And panicking.
1: Because you want to just be alone on the planet?
4: No, I don't want like a crowded group of panickers that's in, never in, good. impeding my panicking
1: do you know when they say like on a boat they say women and children first yeah I've I I can say from being in a relationship uh, I've never been in that situation but I know it's it's just gonna be a bunch of guys in a boat going where are they (laughs) where what is taking them so long where have you where are your shoes I don't know if you're gonna need a coat just bring it anyway I don't this is the only life jackets they have they don't have no, they're just orange. That's they it. don't have any other color. Just get in the boat. Don't bring the diaper bag. I'm not yelling. I'm just telling. Just please, just no, don't can leave. Can we not do
4: this? Can we not? Can we not? <laughs> not, not here. While we're
1: trying to survive. Oh yeah. man! If yeah, you yeah. have sound effects, a great one right there would be like a ship sort of. I'll see what I can do. Thanks, buddy.
4: And and like it uh, seems like screaming children.
1: And and then when Joe speaks, some laughs. Do you, have, do you have some laughs? Because
4: maybe I might hold on. It might happen five minutes from now, oh. but I'll, I'll I'll get it. That's Shit. kind oh, of no, oh, that's bull. Because, because that, that's because it's a smart joke that I made, and it takes a lot of time for for non geniuses to get it.
1: Sometimes he gets those laughs after they leave the room.
4: Yeah. Oh, oh, Lachlan, <laughs> you're, really, you're, really, you're really funny too. <laughs>
0: Well, Joe, that's one thing you are noted for, though, is your writing. It oh, is, thank it you. Is, is, clever. It's brilliant. See, Lachlan, it that's is, how you compliment. It is. People. You got to give the man his due. Joe is a superb writer.
4: Hey, and Lachlan's a, Lachlan's a good writer too. Oh, enough of that.
0: You, Joe, are. You know, I tell you though, Lachlan's my favorite joke, and yeah. you may get annoyed with this. I don't. Some comedians don't like when you talk about your favorite things they've done. Yeah. But That joke about the buffet.
1: Oh, thanks. When man. you say, uh, <laughs> "Get the hell out of my way," that
0: is. Because I go to these buffets Look, and it's like, really, when you think about that premise, it is like, what the hell? What is there besides just me and the food? I don't need t- staff. Yeah, like that doesn't make any sense. I need space. Yes, yes. I need a lot
1: of room to just be alone with the with this <laughs> ensemble
0: and the subsequent guilt. Because I love, when you leave, you're gonna feel that's the walk of shame out of a buffet. Is why did I do some, all that?
1: I heard someone say today. Maybe it was a tweet, but it's not a contest. But <laughs> buffets—it's not a contest. But it's truly when you go to buffet, it's almost like this. Like I gotta get—it's nine ninety-five. All right, I'm gonna eat twenty. I'm gonna I, I
4: I want to put that restaurant out of business. Yeah. For daring. <laughs> yes. To sell me an all-you-can-eat meal because. Yeah. Guess what? You you you're gonna get the you're gonna get the bull when you grab these horns. <laughs> I, I, said that, I said that backwards. Can we edit that where you you, you edit the horns the, if you grabbed this bull? You, you get the, yes. That's what, That's what I meant there. to say.
0: It's early. It's all right. It's early, man. It's early. But, yeah, that, and you, I hope you all get a chance to at least get some of the, the food down. There's a lot of barbecue if you're into that. Yeah. Uh, Charlotte is famous for its uh,
1: barbecue. We'll get some rib sauce all over Ooh. the gym oh, equipment. I love yeah.
4: ribs. Oh. Eating yeah. ribs and lifting weights. <laughs>
1: Just guns. America. On ribs
4: that's right that's what we do down I gotta, now i got a couple of guns attached to my arms right can I, now can
1: i make a comment joe do you see this shirt he's got on absolutely first judicial district warrant unit Do to subpoena people
0: i used to work for the warrant unit in philadelphia so our department would go out and get people that didn't show up for court okay yeah so and you, so you, you love that job uh i left it a while ago but you didn't leave the shirt i didn't leave i love the shirt yeah. so basically
4: yeah. you were like a, a, a state sanctioned bounty hunter that's pretty cool
0: yeah it got it got really hairy sometimes really so wow. you,
4: yeah you know a gun obviously right
0: yes when and, i when i went to make arrests i was mostly in the office though they wow. only brought
4: me if they were short oh wow and then i would come if they needed so what was that conversation like hey we're gonna go we gotta go catch this murderer <laughs> hey Log off of windows. <laughs> That's exactly right. And- well,
0: here's the worst part of that job. That where we sat at, they had the holding cells right behind us. Oh. So you'd be sitting there trying to get work done and with the locked up folks that were locked up right behind you. So you may be, you might be like, hey, can you hand me that file? Why not you hand these
4: nuts, you son of a bitch? Like it's <laughs> it's all right behind you. It'd have been hard for me to be on Facebook with that going on. <laughs> yeah. It, it got. Did yeah.
1: you yell back at them all the time? You shut up back there. Oh,
0: yeah. You would do all that. And then the sergeant would come out and pepper spray him and go back to his office.
1: Wow. Oh, ah! Be... Ah! And, and then so, you like, just how, to type how long oh, do you
4: yeah. have to work there to be pe- the pepper spray sergeant? <laughs> oh, that's, that sounds That like a takes good job. years. That's oh. a lot of promotions to get up to pepper <laughs> you, spray. You got you to gotta be kissing the right kind of <laughs> ass for the pepper spray job.
1: <laughs> that sucked to be in jail and then get pepper sprayed. Like, <laughs> no. I'm already. Being punished.
4: What if you were? What if you were the guy who was like, here's here's the file." But like the other guys, but you know that pepper spray—it's everywhere. It's not that accurate. Yeah.
1: Oh, it sprays
0: all over. Some would get wafted out to the area we were sitting right at. And yeah, yeah. I've,
1: I've been sprayed a few times. You get. You, you do. <laughs> I mean, it, seriously? Yeah, you do actually. I don't know if you say you would build a you, immunity to it, but I think you. After I've been sprayed like three times, and the third time, I you're familiar with it. So you know that it gets worse when you're when you panic uh-huh. and you start to calm down and relax, and it's not as effective.
4: Um really. I know this is your guy's podcast, but can I ask a question for Lachlan? Sure. Uh, can you list the three times you were <laughs> sprayed because I'm dying to know right. How you've been pepper sprayed three times?
1: I, I accidentally pepper sprayed myself uh i worked in a gas station and the woman had a pepper spray on a keychain she brought her car in to mm-hmm. get fixed and she left her keys and i said what's this and i sprayed it and and it and it was the real stuff so we had to shut down the gas station for like two hours and uh so that was one and i freaked i couldn't breathe i mean you can't breathe yeah and then the next time someone goes, this guy came to, I worked at a hardware store, and this guy was selling pepper spray. Mm-hmm. And I, the, the classic question that people ask, is it pepper spray or is it mace? Mm. And he's like, this is mace. And I said, okay, because I heard like one's stronger or something back then. And so he proved that he sprayed it in the hardware store. Mm-hmm. And I felt it, but I didn't panic as much. Huh. But we had to shut down the hardware store. <laughs> How many stores have you shut
4: down with mace? You have to
1: literally, sh- if, it, if you spray that stuff indoors, you shut down whatever the building is. It, it really yeah. does c- carry. Wow. And then the third time I was at a party and the police pepper sprayed the whole party to get everyone to leave the party. They just sprayed the whole house. That seems extra. That seems extra, right? Yeah. could you just be like, "Please leave." Well, they can't enter the property. But they get spray in there. So they just they just <laughs> they just sprayed in it and then and that's how they got everyone to leave the the house party, and everyone was coughing and walking out and it was uh and I and I, people around me I noticed were were behaving much more, uh, panicky. Hmm. Joe Mackey.
4: I'd have been, I'd have, I'd have been telling them not to panic. <laughs>
0: So you could panic. Mm-hmm.
1: So you could be out of there quickest.
0: Yeah. So you have you ever been pepper sprayed? I've drunk?
4: never been pepper sprayed. I obey the law. I don't mess with women's keychains. And if someone's like, hey, this is pepper spray. And you're like, hey, this is a mace. This maze. I'm tough. That's me. You're doing me. That's how you talk. That's not I don't how know I you talk. You ever hear yourself talk? It sounds like this. I'm Lucky Patterson. Oh look at me. I'm so handsome. Hi, girls love me. Hi, everybody. <laughs> I don't sound like Mickey Mouse. Don't panic. <laughs>
0: See, your imitation of Lachlan sounds a lot like my imitation of me when I'm down on myself. You sound like this. I'll talk, I'll, I'll go, oh, and then I said that stupid fucking tag on the joke.
1: Uh, <laughs> so <dumb. laughs> That's
0: how all my sets sound to me when I play them back. How's in my, everybody. Yeah. Like, I hate listening to. Oh,
1: uh, listening to yourself? Uh, how do you listen to yourself, uh, Joe? Uh, it's, how do you it's, sleep?
4: It's really easy. It's like, I mean, I don't like to listen to myself because I'm like, Not wow, July. I'm such a great comedian. And then I start thinking about how great a comedian I am. and It's harder to sleep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's so excited about it. You can't. <laughs> so that must have been hard watching yourselves on that show on last comic a week after week. Because you guys made it far. I mean, that's, you're seeing yourself every week there.
4: How was, is that awkward?
1: I had, I had trouble watching Joe. I mean oh we were talking about ourselves.
4: Uh, um could you add some laughter for that so Lachlan's <laughs> ego can can uh, get out. Oh, he's Thank got you, laughs. Yes. yes!
0: Um, That's what we need. Yeah. <laughs> um
4: uh because uh sometimes it's uh it's uh it's easier for for Lachlan if you know if, if uh, he doesn't feel bad about none of his jokes working. Like after last night's set when the audience was booing, I was like they weren't they weren't booing you. They were booing that uh, I wasn't doing another set.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the the one good thing about this weekend is we get to wear the clothes that we picked. And uh, last Comic Stand, one of the hardest things to watch was you. Oh, the, they pick your clothes. They pick your clothes. I mean, it you, was it
4: was a constant battle with them. Yeah. To get to be able to wear clothes that weren't stupid,
1: and I'm. <laughs> We uh, you know what's funny? After the the show was over, I actually got a, an email from Daniel Tosh. He said, uh, "Great set. Now burn that shirt."
0: Damn. <laughs> so, uh, but I, that was
1: actually the one thing I picked, which is the saddest. part. <laughs> that was the one shirt that, you did. That pick. Hawaiian shirt. Yeah.
4: <laughs> they, they tried to get me to wear this like pink shirt in the first episode, in the first uh, round. And I was like, oh, I can't, I can't wear a pink collared dress shirt, and I just think it looks stupid on me. I'm like, I'm not like I'm not gonna wear they would try to say you have to wear it. I'm like, I'm not gonna wear it. And then like about fifteen minutes later I see Mike Fecchione wearing the same Oh really? I'm like, you know you could have said no. He's like you could say no. I'm like, yeah, I said no to that cheer.
1: Yeah, somewhere there's lost footage of comedians walking off stage losing and yelling. I can't believe I'm wearing this. <laughs> and blaming the outfit for their... That's for like their two or, losses. It doesn't make sense.
4: <laughs> they weren't saying like, oh, I shouldn't have told that joke. They're like, I can't believe they made me wear these sequence pants. <laughs> it weren't for this
1: shirt. <laughs> I tell jokes about my kids.
4: <laughs> these pants are going to ruin my career. So, how, so
0: behind the scenes, how competitive did it? Because usually, you know, comics are pretty We're kind of, jovial.
1: Everyone's competitive. I think you don't see it. I don't think you see the competitiveness. Everyone kinda keeps it bottled up, but There's a lot of pressure. I uh I think we all had to deal with a lot of pressure. I handled it really well. No, you didn't. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I handled it great.
4: You were up Yeah, you were
1: you runner up. I was runner up. That's what we're calling it.
0: Yeah. What do you call the first loser? What What are you Joe, doing with Joe, that? There was, I think, there was no, big.
1: there was no real.
4: They didn't say who was second or third. Yeah, they just said Rodman won. Um, oh. So no one really knows who was second or if they, if there even was one. Yeah.
1: Um, isn't that? Isn't that suck? Like Joe knows what he was. <laughs> this is true. I don't know. who what were you, Joe? <laughs> uh,
4: <laughs> according to the three judges, fourth. According to America, sweetheart
1: oh do people say to you i voted for you
4: people say they voted. it happened to us last night well,
1: two people said they people voted say they
4: voted for us no one voted no one voted <laughs> they, no nobody voted at all and it happened every show the every tour time people would say we voted for you and not once do we correct them because We're that would nice. make us look like jerks but like
1: no, i always wanted to be
4: like you're you're lying you to me right? you're lying to me right now like lachlan lies was, and gets pepper sprayed <laughs> <laughs> and then they, lies about it, saying that someone sprayed it at the gas station accidentally.
1: <laughs>
0: you you knew they didn't vote because they couldn't, or because
4: there's no vote. There's there was no, no right. vote. It's They're, not America's Got Talent. It's The judges. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And they uh, they used to vote on the show, and I think that they watched previous seasons and just it just proves that they weren't really watching. Mm. It just kind of. Ruins the compliment. Well, you know
4: what? You know what might have happened Town is, is after I got eliminated, they probably didn't watch the last episode, and they assumed there was a vote. And no, and they, then,
1: they, they. I get it too. Oh yeah. I get. I get We voted for you.
4: But that's because they weren't watching the last episode. Maybe they
0: did watch, but they they didn't know you Sound couldn't off? vote. You know, like they watched, but they didn't watch watch.
4: Mute, mute button during Lachlan's set. The, they didn't catch
0: the part where they said America does not vote. They didn't catch that part.
4: Maybe they saw the other uh, side.
1: Canadian still has to win that show.
4: Well, it's not gonna. Ha- it's not gonna happen.
1: There's, there's a, still a Canadian in the running this year.
4: I'll throw my hat back in the ring to prevent Canada from winning America's last comic standing. That's a lot of not, pressure. Would these, these colors don't run, <laughs> Lachlan. Take over your country in two days.
0: So that would be a lot of pressure, especially your season with Norm sitting up there. I mean, that's no,
1: Norm's. This year, we had Russell. No, that's what I mean. If oh, he had if been, if we had, yeah, Norm. I, mean, I couldn't a imagine Canadian being
0: in front of Norm.
1: Uh, that would be very hard for me. And I think uh, knowing Joe's sort of uh, feeling about Norm, we both love him, and uh, it oh, would have been exciting. Right. But yeah, watching Norm now, I just the pressure. It, yeah,
4: it would have been a lot of pressure, but. Uh, I think it would have been, been fun
1: He's, our, he's a sort of our king of comedy yeah. So I, I, if he said something wrong It would have broke my heart
4: It's probably like a lot of young comics If I was a judge They'd be like wow I really want Joe to respect me And be my friend
0: And I really want him to like this shirt Because Joe's hard on the shirts
4: I'm hard on shirts <laughs> I
0: didn't like the shirt
4: the I, shirt they made you wear in the last episode, come I, on. It was like... I didn't like that shirt. It was shirt. like eight different types of gray. <laughs> and...
1: I, I, I didn't like that shirt. Does that make it harder,
0: though? I mean, when you're up there, the you, pressure's on, and you got to perform, and then you're wearing something that you're not comfortable with. it got to be, be hard. You want
4: to yeah. be, be comfortable when you go on. But, like, you, like the stand-up comedy's hard enough, you guys. <laughs> yeah. No, and, like, you want to be comfortable. And you also want to be you. You know, right. if they want to make you wear... You know, some ridiculous pair of shoes that you hate or some... like. Uh, I they oh. use The one time I let them pick the shirt because I didn't want to argue because we didn't have to do a set. We had to do a photo shoot. I oh, let them yeah. Wear, I let them put this turquoise shirt on me. Ugh. And that's a picture so many comedy clubs use. <laughs> yeah, it's the one they're using for our poster. Yeah, yeah. It's like,
1: I didn't like that picture either. And, and I was so tall that there's a shadow over my head on that mm. post picture. I mean, a professional photographer, man.
4: Oh, and they set off the... Smoke detector with that stupid fog machine.
1: Oh yeah, they had a fog machine for the photo shoot. Very. I've never had that before. I've never had it since. I don't think you need it. Now, I, I, know I don't
4: know why comedians need fog to be funny. I don't know. I
1: it's, can't
0: see anybody besides Kevin Hart doing that.
4: Because Kevin Hart's fog, he hey, fog. fog. I want fog. Technics in the fog. There better be fog here tonight. This is <laughs> so stupid.
1: A hey, I want to take some pictures, but I don't really want to see you.
4: I want. <laughs> I want it to look like you're. Telling jokes after a thunderstorm on a hot night.
1: Take a picture of me in a in a, in a graveyard. <laughs> <Take>
4: what? A, <laughs> Catch Lachlan on a new I'll do last comic standing in the graveyard.
1: Midnight <laughs> comedy hour.
0: That was kinda hard to get Lachlan out of the middle of that sentence. I was it like, was. He was. He was like. <laughs> Lachlan.
2: Lachlan.
0: Lachlan.
1: Those uh yeah, those outfits were something yeah high heels i wore heels like they gave me and and i'm six five four five. so why why and they're like big shiny boots and when i walk it was like walking in ski boots on stage so if you think about that it's like that takes away a lot of your energy oh yeah when you don't have comfortable shoes your energy gets sucked out oh my goodness
0: and if you got i mean because you all aren't those super physical comedians. I could imagine if you were somebody that's all on the ground and jumping up and doing all this, trying yeah. to wear something that, I mean, that's, I don't know.
1: We need what little energy we have.
0: Absolutely. So what's, so what's, because I think we got to sure. wrap up soon. Jeez. What's next? I mean, what do you, uh, I know you're performing all over the place. You've yeah. got a special coming up, right? You, I'm, I'm
1: shooting on? my comedy special September 10th. It's called Live from Venice Beach. Mm. So look oh, out where's, for it.
4: Where's that going to be re- recording?
1: It's g- <laughs> It's going to be recorded at your mother's house. Ah! I did a your mother joke, and I did it so politely. I said, your mother's house, if be, she allows us. Does she, does she have a garage? Does she have Do the Mackies have a garage?
4: Well, I mean, it's probably too big for the crowd that you'll get.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thank you all so much for
4: coming out.
1: Thanks for having us, it man. It was so
0: great having Lachlan, Joe, Will, Comedy Zone Podcast. We'll be back. Bye. Welcome back to the Comedy Zone podcast. No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I'm kidding, that wasn't me.
0: Welcome back to the Comedy Zone podcast. Uh, still here kicking it. And um, one, of the, I, one of the coolest things about uh, uh, this job and being a comedian is that, you know, sometimes you get to perform with folks that you kind of grew up looking at and grew up on and everything else. Uh, a couple of weeks back, uh, I had the, the, the privilege uh, to to perform with uh Bob Saget uh, here at the Comedy Zone, yet one of America's TV dads and <laughs> star of film and screen and everything else, uh, and it was uh, it was just phenomenal. I, I mean, I you know I I think that a lot of times when you meet a person like that you don't know how they're going to be. Yeah. Cause fame can be stuck. up. They could be, trust me. I've run the (laughs) gambit on folks with some being stuck up and some not. And, and Bob was definitely on the, uh, the, the humble sort of, you know, the humility end of the spectrum. Uh, he was great. It was great performing with him, uh, got on stage. And the thing about Bob Saget on stage is if you haven't seen his stand up, (laughs) Uh, It's a total 180 from the show and Danny Tanner and, who you know, that whole little sanguine uh, image. I I think I'm using sanguine, right? Uh, That that whole little (laughs) sweet image. Um, You know, you have that on one end, but then he performs and it's like, whoa, like this, this, this was a caged lion all those years. (laughs) He's talking about a whole lot of wild shit. Uh, So that was how it was on stage. But funny, funny as I don't know what. Uh, talks about some of his experiences in the past and parts and he'll talk about things that you saw him do in a movie and he'll talk about the behind behind the scenes of it and that's
2: always so cool oh
0: yeah oh yeah just funny 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 uh and and me hitting the hitting the stage with him uh was fantastic he was so complimentary of me at one point Bob got on the stage after I finished. I call him Bob because we, you know. Yeah, you guys we, are tight. We, we, yeah, yeah. Well, really I call him Bobby, but I keep it so <laughs> professional for this Bobcast. Um But he got on the stage and he told the audience, Will Jacobs is an amazing comedian and should be celebrated. And that's what he said. And I've never had, my grandmama ain't said that about me. So, and, and you know, whether it's true or not, whatever. The, the, <laughs> the point was that he was kind enough to say something like that about me. Cause sometimes you work with people and they don't, you know, they may not say your name. Oh yeah. yeah. Give it up for the black guy. <laughs> One more time. But Bob was not like that. He, you know, he uh, really did a lot for me in terms of learning from him and, you know, his reputation and, You know, being able to being able to do that. So uh, he was fantastic. And as a matter of fact, even more about how cool he was. He also agreed to come in and uh, sit down for an interview with the podcast between shows. So now we're going to go ahead and cut on into my interview with Mr. Bob Saget. Mr. Bob Saget. Well, sir. How how have you been enjoying Charlotte uh, this this weekend? these shows having fun? Quite a lot. And because you are such a good
5: comedian, it makes it an absolute pleasure Oh. You're really uh, quite great. Wow.
0: I really appreciate that, Bob. At
5: comedy as well. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know you're a good lawyer.
0: Well, look, look, I know you're a Philly guy. You're from Philly. Yep. I'm, I grew up a little bit there. And I'm actually from Chester, Pennsylvania. Oh. oh yeah, I'm from right that, in that area. So right. as a Philly guy, I know I can hit you with some hard-hitting questions. Yeah, you
5: can hit me with all that. Me. I went to Temple University. so I
0: Oh, have, you're an owl. So well, here we go. I,
5: I am an owl.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, well, let me, let me first uh, ask you something I know the people are wondering. Right. Okay. One of the first questions I want to ask you is what has it been like to work with me? It is amazing. Yeah. You're right here when I need you. Yes. I
5: have never. Uh, actually, it always feels new to me, it feels brand new. And I know that uh, things between us are good because we hear the sound of chairs moving. Yes. <laughs> it's like we're recording this on. Uh, on a moving church. That's exactly how it sounds.
0: <laughs> but I feel I feel like we bonded this weekend. We I really have. do. I
5: feel we like have, you and I, I, I actually uh, double stick taped my foot to you. <laughs> I know. I want <laughs> us to be in a in a one legged race.
0: That helps. That helps. <laughs> <laughs> so let's so let's uh, dig into uh, one of America's favorite shows. I know you've talked about the stuff you've done a million times. Yes. But even when no one there I do Even it. when no one there would you do it. So let's talk about uh, Full House. Right. Quick yeah. hard hitting question. Yes. Okay. Why no black people on full house? Bob. Oh, uh, we had
5: uh we had uh, black people on full house. Really? Yeah, we had Taj and we had the little uh beautiful they're they're older now, the sister sister, the the twins. Did you? Yeah. Um and uh we had uh but it was, a, it was a white family, yeah. and we didn't adopt, and we didn't uh, have any <laughs> mixed relationships, because my character didn't uh, really date much, so there wasn't even a chance for <laughs> me to uh, to have brought another family in, Well, or, I, and there wasn't any more room in the house.
0: Well, that's true. There was a full house. It, it was, was a true.
5: full house. What they decided to do was put, put step by step after it, well, and they my, said, well, this will take care of that.
0: <laughs> well, my family agreed that Uncle Jesse was close. John Stamos was close to a black man. Uh, I I feel like if you would have maybe in one episode, just one episode, like had him vote for Jesse Jackson or something, uh, that would have covered it. I think that, he little, was close. A little
5: politics on Full House would
0: have <laughs> gone a long way. <laughs> that was the least political show ever on
5: the on the planet, which is why I think people liked it. It didn't really deal with anything. We didn't really deal with anything of race or. Or politics or anything, because it was really a show made for 12-year-old girls. Right. So uh, And we were all 12-year-old girls when we made it, John and me and Dave. (laughs) Well,
0: that's, I mean, it's so much of a a part of just Americana. I mean, that show, you're, like, when I think of the the Mount Rushmore of TV dads, okay, there's you, there's... uh, Well, everybody's dropping off of it. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, because Dr. You know, kids, one. Ex- well, I
5: don't know. I don't think you can find that on television right now. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: yeah. It's tough. Homer Simpson's another. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and and Bruce Jenner. Those are the four. He was. Those are the four. Well,
5: he's able to do both categories too. <laughs> he's gonna be a, uh, and he's a nice uh, person. I've known him for years. Actually, I hosted the Winter Olympic Games, the Medals Plaza. And it was me one week, and then Tracy Morgan, and then oh, uh, wow. it was an interesting bunch of comedians uh, and um, and I hung out with uh, Bruce and Chris, and the girls were all little then Wow, I had no idea they would turn into giant things with uh, promoting a, a wildly o- large oiled up butt I it 's
0: been insane
5: i 've never expected any of that from these nice little girls that I would try to go on the bunny
0: slope with well well speaking of large uh, oiled up butts. Uh, you've been massively successful in your career. That's the segue of all segues. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw the, you when you walked up there. You've got a, I mean, you. Know, I have no butt. You got some junk in the. You got a little bit of junk in the trunk. I have no butt.
5: I have a little hippie, hippie shake, but I got no butt. <laughs>
0: Maybe it's your walk.
5: I my walk feels like I got a, a swagger. Oh, feels like I got butt swagger. Okay. There's zero butt. I mean, actually, I, I need like a, a basically a, an ironing board with a hole in it to take a poop. I can't even, uh, regu- <laughs> I got no butt, and I cannot lie.
0: Well, you, well, <laughs> Those you,
5: other mothers can't deny. They
0: can't deny.
5: Because I, I got no,
0: Bob's got no butt. And Bob's anaconda don't want none, unless well, you don't. Well, my, my anaconda's not my butt. Oh, well, that's right. The anaconda goes in the butt.
5: Well, hey, hey, I don't, I didn't say that. Well, I mean, I, come you on, know. you're, you know, the civil rights of everything. I do. You're a legal. I, you're illegal. I know. You went to law school. I know. I did. I know well, exactly where you, we. So you go can't to. proclaim that the anaconda goes in the butt. Yeah. That's you, right. That's some people. That's subjective. You right. got to ask permission.
0: Well, it's like they say: if the anaconda don't fit, you yeah. must acquit.
5: Or, or, or don't take a. I don't want to curse on here. I don't Please. want to make this bad. No, because Sometimes people think a podcast is a chance to just say whatever you want to say. But yeah. a lot of times I don't even, I'm not even cursing that much on stage unless I get a, well, sometimes I do. <laughs> just a smidge. A smidge when it requires it. Last
0: night I cleaned it up a
5: little bit for Lent.
0: Well, well look, I, I, one thing I, d- I definitely wanted to ask you was, uh, you've, you've had all sorts of success in your group. You don't have to do another thing. Uh, Ever in your life, and you're fine.
5: Well, that's not true because I do. I mean, I do. Yeah, I mean, most people do. I mean, people that uh, people say you don't have to do another thing in your life means i guess it means you have enough money you don't have to do another right. thing in your life but that's not that's nothing to do with whether you do another thing in your life well what am i going to stay at home in a space station that's what i was
0: going to ask you see i was going to you know, ask you, have you to, that. i haven't
5: done what i wanted to do yet i haven't been able to just get the movies out right now I'm, I'm working on getting independent film made that i'm acting in and directing and have mm. a whole cast of people cast and. And I have I have not had the freedom artistically to do all the stuff. I'm getting ready to do another television show. I've got a bunch of different projects that are good that I'm working on. They're in development. I would never. I I came here, and there's another place I'm doing. I'm doing. um, One other club in Irvine, which is nice, in Mm -hmm. L.A., so I'm basically home. Mm -hmm. And then one other place in Denver at the end of the year. And then I'll just do some hard dates. So I'll do, like, I came off of a a five-night theater tour. Uh, And I don't really do it otherwise. I don't like the road. Mm -hmm. I don't, I mean, I'll do another hour special when I feel like I have it all teed up. But I don't, Mm -hmm. I'm not living to be on the road. And sometimes I like it, or sometimes you just, the door opens up and you end up, playing more but now i I, yeah i only do this by choice yeah so i came here because i like charlotte and it's been nice to me before it's only my third time i was here when the club first opened and then i was here not too long ago a few years ago Mm -hmm. when i chipped my tooth on a chicken wing i remember i talked to your dentist (laughs) He was here And he was He had a couple sheets Under the wind Right Oh yeah Oh he was feeling good He The way he's supposed to He's out for the night At comedy club He wasn't drilling
0: This is true This is true He was not drilling
5: But I don't But I do it Because I I try not to do Stuff I don't love I really do Because I did so many years Of uh, suffering Right So many things I had to do Being
0: kind of boxed in
5: well, I just wasn't happy. Yeah. I just started with nothing, and I uh, lived in a single apartment in Palms, California, and I would work at the comedy store for seven years wow. trying to get jobs. But uh, then I met Richard Pryor and Robin Williams <laughs> and Rodney Dangerfield, so I, I came up watching all the, the, the best people of their time, right. and then I learned a lot, and then things started to happen after about nine years. Uh, doing stand-up maybe 10 years doing standup because I started when I was 17 so oh wow so it's, you all, knew it's early. a early journey Ooh. yeah I didn't know I just I was also doing improv and I was a film student so I did a bunch of things all at the same time okay. I still do I still like do things I do like five things none of them well but
0: uh. <laughs> well I, well I've told people uh, about you and the one thing that strikes me is above all of your accomplishments and everything you've accomplished in entertainment and elsewhere the most impressive thing about you to me is your humility and uh, you're so down to earth you're so approachable you're so nice no you're an awesome guy well people
5: are supposed to be
0: well well, and and i was going to ask you what do you attribute that to your family upbringing or i mean
5: kind of and just watching how people mistreated me a lot Mm -hmm. and watching and now that i'm a little older and i i get to you know be in whatever kind of uh, respectable place some people respect me at. I, and I have three daughters. I think having three daughters, being raised with good moral values. And uh, the only reason I chose a con- kind of stand-up comedy that was a little off-road was because I just uh, it took pain and put that into the comedy. But like the book that I wrote called Dirty Daddy, it's a wow. New, York, New York Times bestseller. Yeah. I didn't know that. I was, I, swear, I was shocked when they told me. Best seller? Yeah. I got all excited because I didn't know I bought that many copies. <laughs> but it, the whole point is if you're not a, if you're not a good person, then I mean, you don't always have to be nice. People can violate your space, and then you don't need to associate with them. Right. But I, I just think people should be—I just treat people— like they deserve to be treated which is uh well
0: well it's you're you're absolutely fantastic and it's, it's great to see that comedy's been that outlet for you
5: well thank you yeah. you have the same kind of uh, quality which is why and I, I hadn't met you but i would watched your stand-up on on the internet mm-hmm. which i recently got <laughs> and uh you didn't see any
0: of my yeah. other tapes
5: no, I didn't see it. The porn, I didn't see. Oh, good. A okay. lot of your That's tapes, uh, uh, s- s- the signals are scrambled. There's a lot of blurred uh, images.
0: Good, good, good. The lawyers did the job.
5: But they, it's good. a lot blurred, so you're pretty impressive. Oh, yeah, that, that. you're pretty excited for you. <laughs> that girl with duck lips, I feel bad for. You felt bad for her? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, uh, you know, I, it's been a wonderful weekend and uh, so happy to have you here. Uh, the, the shows have been awesome. You're awesome. And thanks so much for doing this. Well, really, thank Rob.
5: you. Well, I look forward to seeing you in the future because I'm going to be at your house when you get there.
0: 100%. And wherever you're at, I'm going to try to be there.
5: I'm going to be right there. Oh, we I don't have... care where you go.
1: <laughs> Everywhere
5: gonna... I look? I'm there. <laughs> There's a hand to
0: hold on to. welcome back and that that was uh that was a lot of fun that interview was a lot of fun
2: he Um, sounds like such a nice guy
0: oh my god just unbelievable unbelievable and funny and you hear a lot of it in the interview I mean he's funny he's spontaneous that improv background comes out a lot um even in that interview you can hear hiking just kind of interplay with topics and stuff and he does the same thing on stage and you know, a couple of cool facts. I didn't know he knew the Kardashians. Uh, I didn't know, you know, I, I didn't know any of that stuff. Uh, he talked about his butt and gave us a <laughs> lot of info on Did
2: talk a lot about his butt. I did not That's know the man like cut holes
0: in ironing boards <laughs> to take a pool. You did. do what you got to do, I guess. He, you do, you do, do what you got to do, do. And, um, yeah, so it, it was fun, and then we learned a couple of facts about Full House. Turns out, Full House did have a few black people. Uh, I got to get on the research staff a little bit, because uh, to be honest, about three or four years into the show, uh, I started dating, so I didn't see any more of them, and I didn't know that they brought in some black folks. A couple of them, I didn't know that. I had already checked out, because you know, I was I was going to the movies and stuff with girls.
2: So we've had we've had Bob Saget here, and mm-hmm. then I opened about a year and a half ago for Uncle. Joe, uh, Dave Coulier, Uncle Ooh. Joey, and so now we need we need Uncle Jesse.
0: We got to get Uncle Jesse. Yeah, we need up John
2: Stamos. He doesn't have to talk. He doesn't have to tell jokes. He just has to stand there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that that would be all. That podcast would be all for Spencer. <laughs> 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 I, I, yeah, that did yeah, we? But that would complete the trifecta. Yeah, the there we go. Then we them. Yeah, yeah. And if somebody could bring that dog in here, I'd like the dog. Too. <laughs> that was a cool. Uh, that was a cool dog. But the, the one, one thing that struck me about that interview, interview too, was because when I asked him about, uh, you know, him not having to do anything else, you mm-hmm. know, and, and I, of course, meant financially. Yeah. I mean, Bob has set his grandkids are set. Uh, he doesn't have to do anything, especially with the sy- syndication of Full House. And he didn't have to do a thing. And he said he sort of talked about uh, all the things he still wanted to do creatively. Yeah. You know, that there's movies, projects, independent projects, other things he wants to do, which really kind of gives you a window into the soul of an artist.
2: Exactly. Because,
0: you know, some folks, if if it's not in your heart like that, you win your money and go vacation on an island somewhere and be done with it. Mm -hmm. But he's still working, still motivated by by the, uh, you know, the 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 desire to create.
2: Yeah. and And I think he's looking forward to being able to do stuff for himself because he's been playing characters and, you know, mm. there's a limitation to what you can do when you're a character. And now it's it sounds like he's doing projects that are simply for him. That's his creative outlet, his mind.
0: So. Absolutely. That's a great that's a great point. I, so but anyway, that was the, the Bob Saget interview. I uh, had a lot of fun, a lot of insight. Um, I hope you all enjoy it. I enjoyed it. Uh, I sure did. And uh, we'll be back. Comedy Zone Podcast is a production of Comedy Zone Worldwide and is recorded in a bunker just off the Comedy Zone showroom at the NC Music Factory in Charlotte, North Carolina. The executive producers of the Comedy Zone
2: Podcast are Brian Heffern, Lisa Barr, and Brian Balthasevitz. Original music composed and performed by John McKeever.